Hey friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, speaker, and Forbes blogger, and I created the U-Turn Podcast because, let's face it, every now and again, we realize that we're living life on autopilot, and it's time to wake up and make that U-Turn in your life. So prepare to go deep with some of the most transformational people I know, here to help you grow and upgrade your mindset, whether it's in work or love. Also, be sure to stick around for the end of every episode where I'm going to reflect on the conversation and offer actionable coaching insights to have a real impact on your life. In the meantime, we've opened up access to three free e-courses on uturnpodcast.com. So head on over there if you want to land a new job you love, find your purpose, or launch your dream business. All of these courses are totally free. All you got to do is head on over to uturnpodcast.com. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N podcast.com. Now let's get started with this week's guest. When you kind of dim all the noise of the world and all of the activity for a moment and kind of go into this communion with your soul, what happens is you start to feel the more pure essence of who you are and kind of, you know, your more natural ways of being. So one of the ways that you can reveal that to yourself is through these natural energies of like excitement, interest, passion, just paying attention to what you're even drawn to is a way of returning home to your essence, returning home to yourself and kind of cleaning the slate Mm -hmm. and unplugging your focus and your activity or your attachment to the external world. Hey friends, it's Ash here and I have such a special treat for you as per usual today and it is my friend Oren Harris. He is a transformation coach. He has an incredible experience that changes people's lives called the O experience and it's such a mystery that you're probably going to leave this episode just like I am trying to figure out what it is and he's an expert on flow states. He coaches high performers and we are sitting here um, in Los Angeles looking at the ocean having this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I'm so happy for you to be here with me in my my home doing this. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a really special space that you've created, obviously, because you're the flow master. Yes. So I'm curious, kind of, so everybody listening, I thought we could bring them on to talk about how to access your flow state, how to get into more creativity, um, get more connected to yourself, um, your resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, Oren, what you know, because being your friend, it's like, I've never really asked you for like the whole shebang. So what right. got you into this? What got me into this was asking, well, first of all, like life circumstances and uh, like breakdowns that had me at initially, if I like go back, 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 I was in a relationship and in love with this woman and some really unfortunate things happened in the relationship. Her father died. We lost a couple of children and our relationship got really uh, intense. And so then I had an intense desire to make it better, Mm. right? And in that kind of breakdown inside the relationship and inside of myself, um, I had what I could only later call a kind of awakening Mm. uh, that I wasn't seeking or searching for. And at the time I had started reading some like personal spiritual development books, but I wasn't really like knee deep in it. Like I eventually became and I'm now. And so a lot of my personal spiritual development 
especially initially came as a result of my life and mm. like strong difficulty and strong desire mm. and then opened up like deep questioning mm -hmm. which I kind of credit my mom indirectly for for never training that out of me my ability to be curious and ask great questions and so I was asking really great questions and as I started having revelations even about myself and things that as well as I thought I knew myself and what I thought I knew to be true about myself in the world I started having these realizations which then only further sparked my curiosity to see like what else do I think is true that's not mm. you know um, and really look at look deeper into my own belief system and like see like where did it even come from mm -hmm. and that deep process of self-inquiry in within that I had started the business uh, which the only job I've had like traditional job I had was as a teacher and a coach and I wound up stopping doing that while it was going really well and I got into acting I decided I wanted to start my own business I did that it started going pretty well in a relatively short period of time and then I kind of went backwards and the forwards of the story again. And then this was happening while I was in this relationship. And so when that breakdown happened and the breakthrough started happening, I even started questioning, like, what do I really, really want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I really, really here? What is it that I'm put here to do that only I can do? Mm -hmm. And that led me to then uh, a complete <laughs> shift in my career. And what I realized was, you know, I hadn't really, I'd heard of like life coaching and these types of things, but I didn't really know anything about it. But I, I had more of a revelation. I realized that even since I was a child and as a teenager and throughout my life, people had always been drawn to me for guidance. Mm -hmm. Even in my company that had nothing to do with transformation, I had a moving company. My customers, when I talked to them on the phone, they somehow would wind up talking to me about their business, about mm -hmm. their family. And so because I had met a life coach, per having lunch with a, success, a successful entrepreneur, this woman who was in my industry, and she said that's what she attributed most of her success to, I went to go see him, and then I had one session and I had another breakthrough, mm. and that's when I started really, really asking deeply, like, what, do I, what am I truly, truly here for? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I designed to do? And then I was like, I'm kind of like this guy, mm -hmm. the life coach. And that's, so I literally just decided I was going to start coaching people and get into coaching. Mm. You know, it's interesting because I feel like we live in a world right now where everybody's a coach is how it feels, or it's just that we're coaches. So we're friends with all the coaches, right. but even friends that are kind of not in this insulated crowd or bubble that we're in, uh -huh. they're always commenting to me like, everybody's a coach now. And I feel like it's not for everyone. Not everyone is meant to, to coach. I, I totally agree. I think people have skills that lead them to feel like, Hey, I'm a coach or I could be a coach yeah. because I have these skills, but I, yeah, there's, there's something deeper there. Yeah. And it's like being able to really create a space for transformation. And it's interesting. You said a couple of things you talked about, um, how you always ended up people turn to you, you know, um, and as a career coach, like in my courses, I call it your foundational skill set. Mm. So it's for you it might be communication, I'm guessing, or words, and so what I always tell people, there's about eight that I've come up with, is that you know which one you are when you turn whatever job you're doing into it anyway. 
Got it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like you somehow your moving company, you still are having these like therapeutic conversations with right. these people. Totally. Yeah. And and that was what got me into like potentially a career as a spy was that it was like people confide in me and they share and I like to connect. But it was nice. like a massive misunderstanding of like, do I want to connect with people and turn them against their state and manipulate them? Not so much. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that life and flow and creativity, it's like noticing how you harness your skills and how people come to you, but also noticing what conclusions you draw because sometimes we draw conclusions. Like in your case, life coaching was such a right hit. Right. Whereas for others, I think it's like, okay, I've, people like to get guidance from me. Well, maybe you're a salesperson. Like there's so Right, many exactly. Yeah, I feel I feel like, you know, your essence, this that word didn't come to me initially, but years later I started seeing that it was my soul's essence and like your gifts in their formless state. It's just like how you perceive the world. Like if you put you in a situation or a conversation or in an environment, there's a certain way you just naturally process the world, there's certain things you notice. Yeah. You know? And to me, that is a more abstract state of your gifts. It's your essence. And I'm bringing it, I'm bringing that up because, you know, you said the, the name of this is U-Turn, yeah. right? <laughs> um, which to me also made me think of like reinvention or like transition. Exactly. Right. And one of the things that I've found to be incredibly useful in any type of transition, whether you're going to the next level of your business, you know, or you're transitioning to a completely different career is to go back to essence, mm. right? Because it's like, take someone like Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. you know, legend, legendary basketball player. You know, he was a legendary basketball player, but then he retired, you know, there's a shelf life on that. And I feel like the reason he is still happy <clears throat> and was able to reinvent himself is because he took the raw essence and the raw qualities as an athlete of why he loved basketball it was able to translate the essence of those into another form. And I think that if people get too attached to the form, then when, if the form goes away, then it's like they think the thing goes away. Yeah. And, and a lot of athletes and people that perform at a very high level, especially for a long time, if they don't see, because essence is not bound by form, mm -hmm. it just can, re, it can regenerate and be born into another form. And you're going to be fulfilled if you're expressing and giving and creating or doing something that involves you still flowing that essence, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, he's an example of someone, he won an Academy Award, yeah. um, you know, writing a children's cartoon or something like that. But that passion was like alchemized and then transformed into a different career. But that's because the core essences, you could almost break it down like a, like a soup. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, Oh, he's got this incredible drive. Yeah. You know, he's got this passion. He has, you know, this uh, incredible ability to, you know, in basketball, it might look like read the defense or do certain things on offense, but those are just core skills that can translate themselves into another form. I'm curious to help people listening, like, because I think the, the idea of U-turn is you hit it on the head. It's, ob it's obviously, you know, p pivots, transitions, but also just making a U-turn, like coming home to yourself when you've been on autopilot. I mean, you know, I'm writing my U-turn book right now for Hay House, and it's like every time I'm writing, I'm like, okay, I can't be too cheesy with the car references, but I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, stop signs, turn signals. Like, I'm just going nuts with it. Right. But um, 
it's also this idea of coming home to yourself when you've gone off course and that usually does look like a transition but a lot of times it looks like a remembering and so I'm curious for anybody right now listening because I think a lot of people don't remember who they are or or they just lose sight of that how do they get connected or aware of what their essence is and is that something you can see on somebody right away yeah I can see it on somebody right away all right what is it I'm ready for for what's for, mine for sure well just even the way you're being with me right now is revealing your essence the, the how I feel when you're asking me these questions and the light I see in your eyes mm-hmm. and the curiosity and the inter- in, interest it's showing up this way here because mm-hmm. we're doing a podcast but I can see your essence so if you were going into a different career or going to another level of your life or even going back to yourself part of yourself that you're returning home to when you kind of dim all the noise of the world and all of the activity for a moment and kind of go into this communion with your soul, what happens is, is that you start to feel the more pure essence of who you are and kind of like, um, you know, your more natural ways of being. So one of the ways that you can reveal that to yourself is through these natural energies of like excitement, interest, passion, just paying attention to what you're even drawn to is a way of returning home to your essence, returning home to yourself and kind of cleaning the slate mm-hmm. and unplugging your focus and your activity or your attachment to the external world and seeing like, yeah. So excitement, because I guess because excitement is an energy that is a spiritual energy. It's a life force energy and it's not bound inside the self. It gets expressed through the self, mm-hmm. through your personality structure, but it's not bound by the self. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, and I feel like those types of energies, you know, like passion, excitement, curiosity, are coming from the true self. Mm. Yeah, it's like our natural state. And it's like, um, I talked about that in my, my TED Talk that I was mentioning to you. And those of you listening, like I saw Oren right before this TED Talk. I was telling him my whole strategy and he was talking to me how to get into a flow state yeah, with his yeah. TED Talk. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I talk about a joy journal and how it's such a tool to just start to notice where you feel joy. and Yeah, to just, joy is another great one. Joy, yeah, it's such an, it really is expansion versus contraction, right? And I'm curious, um, because I think we live in a world of job titles and corporate structures, and most people listening to this are in corporate America. So it's like, I think it tends to feel like these are the boxes, these are the jobs, mm-hmm. and I need to pick one and go up, you know, go up the ladder. Right, right. right. So it's like for somebody right now who's maybe listening and they don't like what they're up to or they don't feel like they're being themselves, they feel some sort of suppression or um, the starting point is to start noticing where there's excitement. What what else is something they could do to start to understand their essence and start to get more creative with where they can go next? Yeah, I, I think it's like to get creative and imaginative it helps to be tuned into your essence. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if, and I don't necessarily think this has to be like a linear process, but if it was, it would be like, okay, a process of letting go. If there is, some, is something to let go of tuning in, mm-hmm. paying attention, noticing. And then as you start to tune into your essence and like what excites you, what brings you joy, what you're passionate about. And, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with a career. I think that's where the the mind can kind of shortcut the process sometimes or hijack it because like, okay, well, I love movies. Yeah, but that doesn't 
have anything to do with a career. It's like I want a movie career. Mm-hmm. But what you're looking for is to tune into that state because once you start thinking about and feeling, more importantly, you know, the essence of things that make you come alive, then when you're in that state, now you're tuned, you're tuned in. So you're not, you're not bound by the self and all the stories about yourself and all the memories and all the belief structures. And then when you're in that state, then you can ask, uh, questions and truly be creative and truly start from a blank slate of like, okay, if, I could create whatever job I wanted to, like really, truly, what would be ideal? And I think that, you know, that's not a new idea, but what might be new for people is how deeply they're defining ideal, Mm. you know, because we don't want to exclude any key part of our being when we're defining like what would be ideal, Mm -hmm. you know? So for example, if you say, well, I get paid really well, you know, and I'm able to utilize my skills. Okay, that starts to be more ideal because you're utilizing your natural skills. But there's so many other criteria that you get to define mm-hmm. on, on your canvas. Like, how does your heart want to feel? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you leave that part out, then it's less than ideal. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's good to get into an unlimited imaginative space, at least initially you know, and play with it, or this is what I've done. And it's what I do with people. Sometimes I recently did it with a guy who stepped down as a CEO of a super successful company for years. And, you know, he's been in the reinvention process. He's making his own U-turn. And so when he was like starting to look at going back out into the marketplace and see what kind of opportunities, uh, he wanted to choose from or what kind of opportunities he wanted to create, he was still channeling from his memory of him as a CEO. And I was just like, just, okay, great. You already have those skills and whatever ones are going to carry over those skills, those interests, whatever essence is going to carry over into the new you, it'll just be there. Don't worry about that. So for now, like literally, if you could do anything, like what truly lights you up. And so I went from this more abstract essence and then we start saying oh it could be something like this anyway long story short you know over two or three sessions we did that and he started articulating to me he's like oh if i could you know be in a position where you know i wasn't necessarily the product manager but i was more of like the innovation consultant and i was able to do this type of thing he's like that would be amazing and so now he has clear starting to have clear feeling and clear ideas mm-hmm. and then quote unquote, magically, I'm doing the air quotes, magically, he manifests a, a situation, an opportunity <laughs> with this like dream job type situation where he's basically getting to create his own job. So when he, by the time he went in there, yeah, they, they may have been looking for certain things, but he came in, in the spirit of service, in the spirit of creativity, in the spirit of being able to create his own job. And it's like, this is how I feel I can add truly add value to this company Mm. you know I think your work you know sometimes as coaches like we think of ideas or exercises we were talking about I thought of an exercise and I'm realizing right now as I'm listening to you that it really was an exercise to help people get into this kind of flow state and it was um, one of my friends who she's been on or she will be on the show Amanda Bucci have you met Amanda? Not not in person. Oh, she's so great. Yeah, so she she was talking on her podcast and talking to me personally because we're such good friends about how she was feeling a lack of creativity and she was feeling kind of uninspired because in the coaching space, there's a lot of the same sometimes is how it feels and she's right. feeling this like creative desire to be her own lane 
But she, and, and I was like, okay, well, what's that coming from? Do you want to be in your own lane for your ego? Like, does that make you feel special? Or do, are you just feeling creatively suppressed? Like, what is it? And as we continued to talk, I just said, you don't need to know what you're doing next. You just need to know what circumstance to put yourself in mm, to get nice. the answer. And everybody has a different circumstance based what I would guess on is their essence, based right. on what you're saying. Totally. I mean, you and I were both content creators, so I'm like, let's create five steps right now. But right, seriously. Right. <laughs> so uh, she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, when I go to hip hop dance classes, when I go to Las Vegas with my girlfriends, like uh, something about laying by the pool, reading a book, going dancing, having dinner with them, like it brings out so much of my essence, like totally. connection, friendship, relaxation, like dancing, like it's just all of me. And I know that there's certain things where I'm just vibing high. And it's like a lot of people probably think when they have like some big answer they need to find out, why would I go to a hip hop class? But it's like, what is that part of you that comes out that you really enjoy and that you feel your best? And what are the things or circumstances you can go put yourself in to just get into that state? Yeah, and I, I would add another bonus to getting into that state in terms of you know, the, uh, you know, the unfoldment of whatever it is that you're creating or want to create or discovering about yourself. Another bonus to getting into a particular state is like states like inspiration, joy, passion. They actually, uh, reveal that they are almost like the means by which synchronicity gets revealed. And when I say synchronicity, I just mean things that are manifesting that you were looking for, whether it's people or information or connections or opportunities, it, they, they are like a blueprint, a roadmap almost. Because when you're following and taking action on things that have you connected to a high vibration, then on along your trail, that's how synchronicities, unforeseen coincidences and things manifesting that are in direct relation to one or more of your goals or desires start mm -hmm. to show themselves. And so it's almost predictable if you, you know, if you kind of cultivate this as a... a, a you know, part of just who you are, part of your life. When I say cultivate, I just mean like following your joy and yeah. the things that it's almost predictable. You're going to experience more, more magic and more synchronicity. I guess people kind of like lost their childhood connection where they see these fun things that bring out this good in them as like something in the way sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go do a hip hop class today. I've got a meeting and I've got a dinner and then I got a shower. Like people just seem to often I hear they want to connect, but they don't always see the value of really coming home to themselves. Like, what do you think it is that keeps people from really moving towards their joy? Cause I think that we live in a world where there's like an addiction to misery sometimes. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just conditioning. It's like collective conditioning, just, certain things we've either been conditioned towards certain things or conditioned out of certain things. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting that we would even put things like connection or joy in one box and then like work in another box. Right. Because at the end of the day, what is the, maybe this isn't true for everybody. What, what is the end product of accomplishing something? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's celebration. It's joy. Like at some point, the whole point mm -hmm. is still, some flavor of joy, right? Yeah. Accomplishment is like, People okay. People are chasing these goals for alleged joy. Right, and so what it seems like fewer people know, and I'm, I'm putting this directly, connecting this directly to success, is that if you make the end the means, 
then you're like in a, in a rare group of humans who's discovered like almost like a secret code to the game. The end, the means. So the like, end, the means. So if the, like if the, the journey, end, it just excites you as much as where it's taking you. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so yes. So if, if the end is okay, you envision or you, you have tasks, goals, a mission, something that you're up to. Once you succeed at that thing, if the end is going to be celebration, fulfillment, joy, then if you can prioritize celebration, fulfillment, and joy now and make that part of your aim, not in the end, but through the process, then not only are you going to be more fulfilled, not only is your body going to feel better, but there is deep magic in that. Yeah. You know, like... Because then, then you're not contradicting yourself. And what I mean by contradicting ourselves is that if we ever believe that there's something that we want to accomplish that does not somehow connect to a feeling, then we're deluding ourselves. Mm. It's like... Um, so it's not like people or I want to work and there's that. And then when I'm not working, I want to feel good. Yeah. You know, or I want to feel joy. not like a little faucet that just turns on at 5 p.m. and happiness begins then. It's yeah. Like you got to have happiness at work inside of you so that you can continue it. Yeah. It's, I'm just thinking a lot about how the word freedom right now, because you were saying like, make the end the means, right? So I think a lot of people, their end, especially those of you who are listening in traffic right now on the way to work kind of a person, it's like they're working for like the home that they want to buy with their spouse or they want to find the love of their life or they want to have kids and they want a certain level of money in their bank account so they can go on vacations once a year, whatever it is. So I know there's some people listening right now that if we say make the end the means, they're going to say, well... I can't have these things right now. But the the means is the inner experience. It's the it's feeling. It's the inner experience. Like for exa- for example, the true story. Rewind a few months ago before we were living in this epic home. Yeah. We were in New York City, and we were in some of the, like the the doing process of looking for a house and whatnot. And we had a few times we reminded ourselves of the same thing. And I remember one conversation in particular. And I was saying to my partner, Megan, I said, you know, the home, we're looking for a home. This is like a literal place, right? It's a physical place. It's an external manifestation. I said, but what's, what, what is the, what is the end? Mm -hmm. The end, what's the point of the home? What's the essence of it? Mm -hmm. It's not just a functional thing. That's one level of it. It's like, we need a roof over our heads, but like really, what are we really, really, if, if we know that we're unlimited, what are we really wanting to create? A feeling. So what does home feel like? And I said the priority really, and this is what I mean by making an, an example of making the end the means, is that it's the feeling of home. So we went back to the essence of like, what does home feel like? What does it mean to us? It feels like safety. That's a feeling. It feels like love. That's a feeling. And it's like, we have home right here between you and I. So it's not to say we have that and forget about the house. It's just to say that if we keep our priority and our focus and our appreciation, if we include that in our process of trying to create a home, then now we're actually already living what we want to be living that we're going to feel in the future when we're living in our dream home. So mm-hmm. what do you see what I'm saying? And when you can do that and realize that you could do that now, mm-hmm. not in the future, doesn't, you don't have to wait for the future where the, we're living in the home. Then this is the secret portal to, to magic yeah. because you're not 
you're not contradicting your, the universe. You're not contradicting yourself to the universe saying, oh man, I really value these things that I've imagined in my home, but I value them in the future. No, you're gonna experience them in the future when you manifest the thing, but you actually value them now. Yeah. So if you project and delay the joy of those things and externalize it completely, and say, okay, but I, now I just need to do this right now, and then I'll circle back to this, you know, this love and this safety and this nurturing and this all of these feelings that we're gonna receive in the future when we get to home. Yeah. So we pull them into the now, yeah. and then remind ourselves of that, and I know that that is part of the flow mm-hmm. of all the unforeseen synchronicities and magical coincidences and unforeseen support that came in to make this home manifest because so so we didn't have to delay the things that the home represented mm-hmm. and anybody could do that yeah and i think that a lot of people you know they forget maybe that there's a lot of ways to feel safety or love there's a lot of things you right. could do there's a lot of places you could go there's a lot of ways you could be to feel that and, and also people don't notice necessarily where it is all the time like unless they ask themselves well what am i doing when i feel safety you right. know, and, or who am I with? Who makes me feel, you know, a sense of safety or what extra, if I want to feel expansive, it's like, you know, when I think of a home that I want to get, um, my last place in West Hollywood was, it felt expansive. Like it was just this like white Spanish place. And I just loved writing in there. And it's like, well, okay. If I love feeling expansive, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm guessing that there's a couple friendships I have that tap into that feeling inside of me too. Right. So I guess. And then if you, and then if you follow that insight, yeah, then you're, you're actually letting yourself receive the expansiveness independent of the expansiveness that you're going to receive in the home. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean. So now instead of it being everything that you're doing, being a means to the end that you're going to delay the receiving of something, now those energies that you ultimately are some are representative of the things that you want, whether it's a job or relationship or a career, they come into your being now. Yeah. And the, the magic part is when they come into your being now, then life is always, always going to multiply and magnify and manifest and reflect back to you who you're being. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I'm saying, you know, that goals are not just a place to get to, they're a place to come from. If you can extract the essence of the goals, whether it's a job, even if, even if it's a job and you say, oh, I want this job so that I can have money, but it still traces back down to a feeling mm-hmm. so that I can feel free, so that I can feel safe, so I can feel empowered, so I can feel creative. Mm-hmm. And then if you prioritize those things that now- That's your human experience right now then you can start experiencing those things now. Mm-hmm. And it actually has a way of collapsing time and accelerating your path towards those things. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's such a slippery slope, I think, the process of setting goals because we put them out there um, and there's not enough emphasis always on how do we want to feel in here, but that's the whole thing. We're all just chasing feelings with our goals. We're just, right, exactly. That we're, even when we accomplish the goal, like we won't actually be satisfied or fulfilled unless we're feeling something. Yeah. So it's, it's our brains try to, tr- try to trick us and say, oh, no, no, I get the feeling part, but no, no, really, it's, I want the relationship. I'm like, no, the, our whole entire experience that we call our life Mm-hmm. that we have memories of is always feeling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just a physical reality. That's yeah. why it's like, if you say, Oh, I want someone, I want to feel intimate, you know, I, I want to feel intimacy and touch. And it's like, 
that's why like one person could touch you and you could feel like ice another yeah. one could touch you and you could be like oh my gosh i feel erotic yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, so it can't just be the touch yeah. it's, it's the feeling like that's that's the juice yeah that's a good point it's like a little split test like why does one person feel like ice and the other one feel like fire right Hey U-Turners, so sorry for the quick interruption, but I want to make sure you know that this episode has been brought to you by the Career Clarity Lab, the online course to help you find your career purpose in the workforce and upgrade your confidence. So if you're ready to unlock the best career path for you and you'd like to try a free version of our Clarity course, just head on over to U-TurnPodcast.com slash Clarity. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N podcast.com slash Clarity. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So I guess getting to essence, it's like everybody has their own essence. Would you describe that? Like, how could somebody figure out theirs? Could they ask somebody like, what do you experience me as? Or what kind of person am I? Like, how can somebody after this conversation get some answers on like what their essence is? Yeah. Asking questions Mm -hmm. of yourself, asking questions, uh, um, of people Mm -hmm. but the key in asking questions of people i think is to pay attention to how you feel don't always take them literally pay attention to the essence of what they're saying Mm -hmm. so if somebody says oh my god you know what you'd be you'd be a a a great politician Mm -hmm. you know i mean you just have like i i think you'd be a great politician just pay attention to or or ask them why why because eventually they're going to reflect back to you something they feel in you Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the key to me is not to take the feedback literally Mm -hmm. to what's to take literally is the thing that you resonate with, the things that Mm -hmm. you can feel something. And so asking, you know, asking questions of other people, people that you trust, people close to you, um, seeing patterns, you know, it's like, wow, I talked to like 20 different people and like eight of them said some version of the same type of thing about me. Yeah. Right? And so it's, it's about paying attention. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because um, I think about, like, this kind of idea of foundational skill sets and how, like, my experience has always been, like, I, I, I would assume, I don't know, like, pat myself on the back, my essence. Um, I think it's I, I want people to remove their guard and, and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I want connection. Um, so people have always said, oh, you should be a speaker, you know, or something like, and only lately have I been really, you know, getting hired for these great opportunities and stepping right, right. into it. And I think a lot of people, as they start to move towards expressing their essence. So in my case, like being loving words, loving people, loving ideas, um, it's like they get, they get scared, you know, um, what is it like for me? I've got more engagements booked than ever, and it's it's scary. Like I feel there's a vulnerability to doing what you really want to do, or being who you really are, or showing your essence to the world. I kind of feel like laundry, like drying out on a line in front of this entire audience sometimes. Right. Um, so how can someone right now? Let's say they're talking to their friends, and they're like, "What do you see me as?" And they're like, "A politician or a marketing manager." Well, why? And then that gets them into their essence, mm-hmm. and maybe they look at their essence, they look at that part of them, who they really are. They're a great communicator. They they make people feel warm. They da da da. 
they wrap a career around it. They come up with some sort of idea of, okay, these are the sorts of careers that use these skills and these ways of being in the world. Right. Because it's really about their way of being in the world is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. Um, It's like now they're scared to go do it. And I th- I always tell people, it's like, I love cupcakes, but if you put like dog shit on a cupcake, I'm not going to eat it. Right. And a lot of the time, like you can have this cupcake in your hand, like the thing you really want to do, but that those nerves can feel like total dog shit. You know, like it just feels like it ruins your, your experience of it. So what suggestions do you have for people as they move towards really expressing their essence? Well, one is to remember that what's most important is that you're expressing your essence, not so much the magnitude or the scope of your vision. Mm-hmm. This is like like great example is somebody realizes that speaking, you know, being a communicator is a natural part of their essence. And and then let's say they have, start having a vision of, oh, maybe I could do TED Talks and speak around the world. The thing is to not get fixated to the vision because what's going at the end of the day, what's going to have the greatest impact, what's going to feel the most fulfilling, what's going to be give you the most momentum is that you're expressing the essence. And mm-hmm. so to look at it generally and specifically, generally would be like, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm speaking on a podcast or speaking to someone at the grocery store. When I'm connected to my essence and these things that I'm interested in that are part of my essence and I'm speaking, then I'm actually in expression. Because mm-hmm. I think what if people start getting too fixated on the vision or the form of it. Yeah. And we forget that what's important is that that energy that's Behind. flowing through your gifts, that's flowing through your essence is getting a, being able to be expressed and flow into the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I'm, I say that to say then that even small actions are not small actions if they represent your essence or like the, you know, the, the next level of your essence being expressed. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, I guess I'm saying that to, to be encouraging and to acknowledge yourself for expressing your essence on what to whatever degree, that can give you a momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's one suggestion. Momentum is such a powerful force. You know, it seems to like feed itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, this also makes me think about the best advice I ever got in love was recently. And I feel like it kind of comes back to this. And it's, um, this woman, she said to me, actually it was at Jessica's engagement party. Um, my friend Tammy, do you know Tammy Morgan? Uh, she is, she was at the party. She said to me, you know, when you're picking a partner, you just want to make sure that when you look at them in the world, you really like who they're being. Like you just kind of think they're cool. Like what they're up to. And it doesn't have to be career. It could just be like how they're being. And I never thought about that because there are so many guys before the relationship I'm in now that I dated where I liked who they were on paper, right? Mm -hmm. I liked that we had a connection. Mm -hmm. But when I watched who they were being in the world, like one guy was like so unbalanced. He didn't care about any of his relationships. He just cared about work, Mm -hmm. you know? Right, right. Um, But we had such a connection. But it was like, oh, I don't really like like his essence, you know, like the essence of who he's being, right? what he's up to, like how he's being in the world. And so I think, um, it's so powerful just to hear you talk now. Cause I'm realizing what she was really saying is like, well, make sure you pay attention to his essence. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everything that that's where fulfillment is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause it, cause it's like when you're in your essence, then you're feeling more of you, not just your thought of you or your ideas of you or the world's ideas of you, you're feeling 
And even that word fulfilling is like full feeling. Mm-hmm. And that sets you up for fulfillment. Anytime your essence is being expressed, then you're going to feel fulfilled in allowing it to be expressed. Now, that's a good thing to build upon if you're going to build a, build a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, to me, I'm an you know, a transformation coach, leadership coach, I'm a speaker, but these are all things that even when I first started, I recognize that I feel alive and fulfilled period. Like, like the, just energetically, emotionally, I feel alive. I feel this life force, this aliveness moving through me even before I'm getting paid. I'm like, that's something to prioritize. Mm -hmm. That's something to use that. Now, if I'm going to construct something or you know, start a business is to like to build around that. And every time you're scaling up your business, you know, or reinventing yourself, go back. It's like, okay, what's go, go back to your essence, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's, it's evolving in the sense of like, we're evolving beings. And so it's key to go back to that, Mm -hmm. you know, before you sprint off into another level of your life, you know, and to go back to that place of innocence, because what happens is, especially because I work with people who, you know, are, have a lot of things going on in the world. It can be even harder sometimes. It can be hard when you're at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're talking about like the beginning and, you know, finding the ideal job and creating yourself and just discovering your essence. But there's also an equal challenge if you've been expressing your essence out in the world, especially if you've been succeeding and then you come to another threshold where it's time to reinvent, but you have all of these that's people me. and all the that they you've basically created your identity not just with yourself but with the, the world. world with your crew so t- to go back to essence when it appears to be that there's these things at stake can be an even harder process and that's what i wind up doing with you know these high performing entrepreneurs is like to take them into that space back to that space of innocence where there's nothing at stake we're just like forget about the numbers and this and everybody for a moment, if you want, truly want to level yourself up or reinvent yourself um, and, and be in your full power in doing so and set yourself up for success, somehow you got to figure out a way to like unplug from all these things that are even important yeah, so that you can even tune into that essence so that you can channel through or rebirth into the next highest expression of it, which may alter some things may change some things some things may get left behind and other things just get upgraded because there's there's more of you in them and so it's it's interesting to see the challenge of people who are just starting or the challenge of people who are like you know been in their genius zone well it seems like the challenge is i can see the two paths like the person who's just starting it's about getting out of the boxes and the attachment to what you think your expression should look like in job or career or life form and getting back into like what is my essence and what are all the ways that people experience me that i experience me that i'm at my best that i can turn into different pathways and Mm -hmm. so not holding on to a vision so tightly is what i was hearing you say for the people kind of just trying to come home to themselves versus the top performers it's about detaching from all of the identities that they've honed (laughs) and it's so funny you're saying this because like on my way here when i was meeting with a friend who's a movie producer and she's interested in buying um the rights to u-turn to turn it into a movie but I'm also meeting with these agents at CAA because she said you should still have an agent work with me on this. Uh-huh. And 
it's so interesting to go to CAA because I remember growing up, you know, in LA, I always, people would talk about CAA and I always thought like that's where the celebrities go. So uh-huh. I never like identified as somebody <laughs> to go at CAA and just the doors there. So I have an agent there for one, for the book to become a movie. I have an agent for speaking. And it's so interesting because I kind of was watching them. And this weird part of me was like, I kind of want to be you right now. But I have way too many business deals and projects that I also like and enjoy. Right, right. So it's like, that's kind of what I was saying to you when I walked through the door. I was talking to you and Megan was like, I have all these things, but I'm trying to figure out what to put the volume on. And it's like opportunities are coming, but I feel kind of like spread thin and there's a couple like um, wells where I get energy. Like this podcast gives me a lot of energy. Writing mm. my book gives me a lot of energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. The thought of it becoming a movie does, and it's also great. It's, it's something I'm going to do later. Like it, right now, it's just meetings. Then they're going to figure out what actors and all the things. Mm. So it's a highly creative project. Right, right. But sometimes I I sat there in my meeting with these agents, and I was kind of watching them, and I thought, oh, like you you know wake up and you know you have a you have a plan and like you got a paycheck and like everything's kind of predictable with that side but then you're also kind of entrepreneurial because you're like getting deals and like getting paid more for like your talent of people and 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 you have to be likable and you can't screw people over because a lot of people do and that's like the shortest that's a short-term business model you know right right and so I was kind of watching them. I'm like, I could totally take all of this essence that has created a podcast and a book and a coaching business, and I could go be an agent at CAA. And there was some weird part of me leaving <laughs> in a breakdown today. I was like, maybe I need to be an agent at CAA. But I was like, no, I really need to write my book. My deadline's October 1. Like, right, right, right. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I guess, like, you know, as someone who talks to people like this all the time, it's like, when, when is somebody like me do for the change because it's like I like I really like this podcast I really like this book I'm writing I really like that it's going to be a movie but there's a whole nother part of me because we have so many parts we're such complicated mm-hmm. creatures you know I, the challenge is being simple isn't it like yeah. you know I just feel like oh god another complicated person that's easy you know I can go <laughs> be complicated as, as hell you know right right so it's like for me it's like um, I don't I'm not making it mean I'm on the wrong path because I feel so good about the book and these things but these are short-term projects. Like, the book is what I'm up to right now. I could write another book, but I don't know if I'm in the mood. Like, I need right. to see how I feel. I just feel the, the weight of this book inside of me since I was a little girl. Right, right. And so it's like, once this thing gets out of me, I'm sure there's a whole journey I could go on. And I kind of repel it of, like, the book tour and stuff like that. Like, I like the speaking side of it. Uh-huh. But, like, the hustling to get myself in front of people to buy more of my book. Like, that just feels like the worst thing ever, no matter how much I love my book. Right, right. There's, you know, some mystical entrepreneur in me that just wants it to, like, hit the shelf and people get some sort of invisible text message like Mm -hmm. head to Barnes & Noble it's the big day you know like I don't know but like after that it's like this reinvention and I've been hearing these whispers and I'm super hip to the whispers which anybody listening I hope you start paying attention to that kind of whisper in you so I want to ask about like intuition and like for somebody like me where it's like I have all these things that I do like and I think there's a lot of people listening where they've got some things that kind of light them up that they're kind of excited about that they feel good about but maybe they're short term and maybe they're starting to hear some whispers from their future self and it's like how to c- cut through the noise of like am I, I don't know I don't really know if I see myself as an agent at CAA like I'm sure that my soft personality is not going to completely mesh with right. a lot of what's going on in the entertainment industry and there's room for everybody everywhere so I'm curious to kind of get your take on like intuition and your future self and like how to kind of hone that. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, you got to get out of the mind, even if, even if you, 
schedule time to sit down and do that. It's, it's the level to which you can unplug that sharpens the clarity and the discernment, hmm. right? Or, or, or allows you to feel a more subtle level of discernment and also timing, mm-hmm. right? Because the mind can be involved in ways that don't appear to be negative, but they can be very presumptuous. Mm. And that's what happens when we get so enmeshed in something and so familiar with it. We start to think that we know. Yeah. And there's certain things that we, we may that's be taking. That's a dangerous place, don't you think? It, it is, yeah. And so that's what starts to dis- that kind of squeeze our intuition out. Mm is because we think we know something. So just the skill of being able to discern the difference between uh, like thinking we know something versus like, do we actually know? Or is this just a memory? Is this just my experience? Mm. That can help you to open up intuition. So like, for example, if you say, you know, I'm getting whispers from my higher self and I'm starting to intuit that, but I know, but I know, but I know that like that's, you know, coming in, you know, October 5th, October, after October 15th, then I'll, do you actually know that? Mm. And see, that's a vulnerable place sometimes to even ask the question or to even have the humility to ask the question because the mind that's saying that it knows sometimes, I'm not saying it's always true, is already looking from a finite perspective of what it knows. And so really it will be more accurate to say that, well, based upon what I know this is going to require from me and based upon the resources that I can see that I have, that's why I'm predicting that, you know, I'll be more available. I'll be more available. But as soon as you say, but I don't know that that's the truth, mm. then now you have that other level of intuition mm-hmm. accessible to you that, that opens up new pathways that you might not even have access to. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, if we're going to just break this down, it would be things like asking questions like, do I really know that? Mm-hmm. And just being humble without your mind being in a frenzy going, oh yeah, yeah, but, 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 you know, no, 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 this is true. Like, you know, and trying to hold on. And that's actually one of the ways that you can recognize that, um, you're more in the mind than your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Espe- yeah. Especially if you have a lot going on, yeah, so you, like- you have to, you have to have more discipline in these particular areas that I'm talking about to be able to channel a higher level of intuition. So kind of, kind of finishing out for everybody, I'm curious to kind of get your feedback on how do you stay in that state of like, I know this maybe, uh-huh. but I know that there might be something else. Like, like for example, relationships, people choose marriage. Uh-huh. It's like there's a knowing people talk about, like they know it's the right person. So would you recommend that somebody is constantly in a state of, I think this is it, but maybe it's not? Well, it's not that you can't fully own yeah, a feeling. To, yeah. Like if you, if it, like a knowing, meaning like it's something that's resonating inside you. I'm not saying not to to own how you feel because you can own that and just surrender into that. But as soon as we, if we try to project that into the future, we only usually do that because, like, why why would we do that? Yeah. If you whatever you know, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's a, it's a different, so there's, there's owning what you know, which is a bit different than admitting that you don't know. Yes. 
And that, I guess that's the subtle distinction here. Because I think with romantic partnerships, I do see some people where, like, they just have a knowing. Right. But then it's like, in my career, I have these whispers, and it's like, where's the buy-in where suddenly you say to yourself, this is it. This is what I'm doing. You know? Like, I know this is it. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's a feeling that is very palpable, but it's only going to be as palpable as you are present. And you're only going to be as present as you are open. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And that's why I said that you create an openness. It's not like you have to stop everything that you're doing, but you create it. One way to create more openness is just to question Mm -hmm. more or even sit with the whispers and like, you know, be more curious about them. And when you're looking at the whispers, be more open, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of kind of compartmentalizing or categorizing them as to when you're going to take action on them. Because whispers of information or insight or energy they're, they're first of all even if it's information it's still energy and it's your energy so it's not really in the future now there may be timing in terms of the expression of it into particular forms yeah but energy that's coming to you now is actually coming to you now that's why if you if you delay it mm-hmm. then you're not operating at your full power mm. okay so it's like for example, with me, it's like having these whispers of like, oh, I would maybe enjoy being an agent, you know? But it's like, well, I have all these assets and I'm kind of enjoying them anyway. So it's like, um, what would be the next step for somebody who's in my shoes where they're like, okay, I like where I am, but I feel these whispers. You're saying just stay open? I'm saying stay open and realize that essence is not bound by time. So it could show up it, differently. It could show up differently. But see, if you go in your mind and go, okay, okay. but I'm not going to do that, then you actually squeeze out the essence. Got it. You put it on a, you compartmentalize it. You put it on a shelf. Yeah. You, that's exactly what I'm saying. So if you don't do that and you stay open and you realize that essence is energy and whatever you're resonating with, you're resonating with now, yeah. right? Then you can allow the energy to come into your being now. It's only your mind that would stop you. Yeah. Which is saying, oh, but I can't, it's, it's trying to translate the essence. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it gets too involved in doing that when what's most important is that the essence is able to float. It could infuse what you're doing now. That's why yeah. I called it power. Mm. It's actually a form of power. And if we if we don't meddle with it too much or cut it off because you know our mind has decided, well, I'm not doing that now, or that's not what I want to do, and then just take the essence, then it can actually that creative life force energy can infuse itself into your being and into your mind now because mm. it's your energy that's why you're resonating that the, the whispers it's your energy yeah. it's your higher I self i identify with the people in it like i see the energy of what they're up to right mm-hmm. so let that let that energy come into your being because it's resonating instead of compartmentalizing it or separating it from yourself mm-hmm. and 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 who knows what kind of impact that that will have that's a more kind of abstract way to just it'll have excuse me, it'll have an impact, but if you wanted to then play, use your mind and be strategic, then, then you could be like, oh, how can I infuse this into what I'm doing now Got so it. I can live this and express this now because it's always happening now. Mm. The essence is, is now. It's not in the future. Mm-hmm. And so if you get a hit from your higher self or a download, yeah, you may not you know, go <laughs> create this album right now, but that essence, that download is coming in the now and it's, mm-hmm. it's actual energy. Mm-hmm. If you look at the essence of it, it's actual energy mm-hmm. that is resonating in you now for a reason 
And if you let it express, yeah, then we'll you're, see how it shows up. In then you the can, world. then you can, yeah. Or, or if you wanted to get proactive with that, you could creatively infuse it into what you're doing now. Mm. That's how I created the O experience. Mm. I, I kept going back to the essence, and then I started shaping different ideas. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. and then I go back to the essence. You know, which is was this wild pot of different. It felt like creativity, you know, and flow and entertainment and, and all these different things. It's like, wow, that's just like a lot of stuff. I can't do all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to figure out or say, I can't do all of that. I'm like, yeah, but if you add all these energies together, they're one feeling. Well, yeah. I'm like, of course I can be that because I'm being it right now because I'm the one feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm like, so then when I start bringing the mind in, you know, then I can creatively go, okay, well, what form could express these where I will fulfill, feel fulfilled mm-hmm. and be able to feel these energies mm-hmm. instead, you see what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of prematurely looking at it too literally, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is show where I'm doing, you know, music and poetry and meditation and improv and comedy. And I'm like, first of all, I could do that. But even if I didn't, I'm like, I'm a yes to the essence. Mm-hmm. See, that's the humility part. It's like, I don't know exactly how this can all get expressed into a form. That's amazing. But I know that it can. How yeah. do I know that it can? Because I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? Wonderful. And then you just dance with the mind in that way. Mm, so and- interesting. It's so interesting. It's like, I feel like you're doing what I do as a career coach, but in a totally different way. You know, I'm figuring out people's essence in, in a different in a, yeah, you yeah, know? totally. Um, where can everybody read more from you, learn more? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Oren Harris, O-R-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. Uh, Facebook, Oren Harris. I do a lot of live streams on Facebook, and my website is OrenHarris.com. Perfect. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. We keep really detailed show notes at U-TurnPodcast.com. So if our guest mentioned a book or a resource that you're interested in, you'll be able to find that there. In the meantime, if you were inspired by this episode, if it made an impact in your life, we would be so grateful if you subscribed and posted a review for us on iTunes. Rumor has it on the street, the more reviews we get, the more subscribes we get, the more we can grow and get our impact out there in the world. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you at Ashley Stahl on Instagram. I'm so grateful for connecting and I look forward to next week's episode. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. 
Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.